You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Good morning, welcome to Mindful Parenting. Uh, this week's theme has been about education in general, with alternatives of education, and in, and uh, that theme is under the, the, the larger theme of, of Mindful Parenting. Today, um, we're chatting with um, Sister Salma Gardi, uh, in particular about home ed in, in relation to parenting. Um, and we'll, we'll kick it off. Salma, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you for having me today. Um, so, so first of all, we'll start off. Why home editing within that context of of, of parenting as well? What, and what benefits has it brought to yourself? Okay. Well, um, home ed is uh, something that wasn't really new to my family. I have a lot of other family members um, overseas, and that you know that that home ed and have have done it pretty much at the same time as me. Um, it's it really came to us born out of the fact that when we were looking at the school environment by the time our kids were school age and even a little bit before we were doing our own research we kind of felt that um, school system is quite quite um, performance related quite exam and test driven and really we wanted to inst- instill in our kids the the principles of lifelong learning okay. um, the ability to see education is not just something that takes place from nine to four that it's that it's continuous the love of learning the for love of learning, learning as opposed exactly. to for uh, that to goal pass of test. passing exam yeah. exactly so that was a big deal for us as well as um, the fact that our kids are, are three very different personalities as most people with lot, multiple kids in their families know no one is, is the same as the other Yes. Um, and that we were able to uh, look at their learning and education in terms of their different personality types and learning styles and I was able to cater really just what suited them best because that's really how they were going to learn best and and, and that's interesting because even in, in schools we're trying uh, I know in the schools that we're trying to cater yes. as much as possible for that variety whereas you know there are different learning yes, styles but you've probably got more time to focus yes exactly and obviously the, the huge difference is the different class sizes I mean a school you can't you can't possibly cater to 30 children's different learning styles in, in a school so when you home ed you're really able to focus almost like a tutor type environment um, on on the children's So in terms of material staff. do you feel or have you actually measured this where that you've you've effectively uh, been able to do more with your children because of yeah. that extra time that you're having yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to say when you homeschool, um, you really don't have any external references when you're teaching your child. So it's not like in school where you're getting feedback from the from teacher, your peers, etc. Yeah. yeah. So w- one of the great benefits of home ed I found actually is that I never graded any of my kids' works. My kids had never sat a test or an exam. In fact, until my oldest hit sixteen, when she she sat a series of uh, IGCSE exams, which is looking to go on to further education. Isn't that so. a bit scary? Uh, you know, to some people that probably would be. <laughs> to me, it was not simply because I am so not in favor of the testing okay. and th- th- that side of the education so um, it felt really good not to not to have to and I didn't want them to feel like you know that that's where their um, 
smartness was being measured well, that's by the measure like, of the, who yeah, they are exactly. that success of, I hope you're pleasantly rewarded <laughs> with that, with, with that no, weight with that weight no alhamdulillah you know it's, it was always going to be interesting to see how, how they adapted once it came time to unfortunately you know it's important to note that, that home education in the UK is very different to what it is in somewhere like the United States or North America where it's a very accepted form a pathway of education to university for example that's really not the case still in the UK so, so you think socially sorry the social acceptance within society here is very different is, is different yeah, it's light years yeah. behind what's going on over there so um, you know as, as unfortunately given where it is in the system at the moment um, we still have to hoop jump by the time we get to that age of 15, 16, 17, 18, if your child really does want to go on to higher education at like university or, or something like that, you still do need to sit exams. So that's kind of the so process you, I'm in. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut yeah, you. No, I mean, no, you, you, you're mentioning about, yeah, a lot about, uh, there's a lot about mm. academic benefits here, yes. but also, I mean, our, our key interest is in parenting. Yes. So the issue of relationships, yeah. what dynamic does home editing, home editing bring to these relationships in terms of making I don't know stronger broader whatever yeah well I feel it's really made my my kids close with one another I mean there are days I am sure they are willingly trying to kill themselves <laughs> and, and each other but it's it's more it's it's more that they are together all the time we are together all the time so they really have to work very hard to get along there's a lot of compromise going on and there's those skills you know really talk quite early on because otherwise it's just going to be chaos mm -hmm. so um, there's a real closeness there I think brought by the fact that we do pretty much most things together um, okay um, mo moving on to um their, but, sorry, yeah, sorry. I was going to say there's one yeah. other thing I was going to say in terms of their different personality types and, and how that works well in terms of parenting. Um, you know, in a very broad sense, people and psychologists really turn you into extroverts, introverts, that, you know, ambiverts these days. Ambiverts. Ambiverts who are kind of a mix on the line between the two. Oh, okay, jump is, between yeah, the two. Yeah, jump between the two. Apparently yeah. have the best of both worlds. But, you know, the, the fact that school is in general catered for the extroverted child. Our that, current that schooling current system. Our schooling system, yeah, our, yeah. our culture, everything, you know, it's the more yeah, outgoing the you limelight. are, yeah. all, you know, all yeah. that kind of thing. And really, uh, when you look at the statistics, and I watched a wonderful talk not that long ago on introverts specifically, um, one in every two or three people is an introvert. Okay. Yeah, and what, you know, the, the kind of, learning styles that they have the kind of abilities that they have the creative abilities well, the deep sure. thinking you're not really going to see that if, if their preferred style of of learning of living isn't catered to as well and i definitely have one child who's more on that that in spectrum that is, than yeah. one in three than the, so i think uh, home ed has really given us the flexibility to see that those differences in personalities in our child and cater to them yeah so yeah. Okay, on on this, these are uh, these are benefits. Obviously, the children getting out of, of it. Do you benefit from this experience in terms of homeschooling as um, as a parent? Have you gained anything out of it? Have you grown through the experience? Yeah, I think you have to. And and I've said to other people before, our home ed and what it looks like, and we've been school home editing now for over eleven years, looks very different today than it did eleven years ago, and that's including for myself because. Uh, I started off far less patient, than, for sure, okay. than I am today, and that's really having to 
to really work on that side of my personality simply because I'm forced to and putting in that position. So that's been a real benefit because that's obviously spread into other areas of my life, not just to do with my children. So that's been a great benefit. Um, and, and in terms of faith and everything, and just any knowledge that I'm imparting to the kids, if it's not something that's really been something I'm quite confident teaching, I really will have to go and look things up, read more, educate myself more. So there's, in terms of personal growth, there's a huge, huge amount of that going on alongside the kids. I'm, I'm gonna, I've got two contexts I was mentioning to you when we were having a chat before about it, is that, you know, um, where I, I, I was speaking to someone who's very familiar and hoped, I hope to interview at some point, she was very familiar with working with younger children and parents and parent-toddler groups. And, and what she expressed is that, you know, there, there's a grow, you know, for, for, for the mother in particular, more so even than the father, but also for the father and a bit more latent for the father. Is this the opening of the heart really to, express, to have a Great whole wide range it. of mm-hmm. emotions? Uh, from uh, one of the great scholars of this time, Habib Omar bin Salim Hafid, and he's, he, he gives a, um, an explanation of, of raising children. He says that there is, you know, that God has given us children, um, and there are many benefits in a worldly sense, but there's a spiritual dimension to that as well in terms of growth of your emotions, a wide range of emotions, of, of and you've mentioned patience, mm-hmm. but he talks about empathy, he talks about yeah. a whole other um, avenue of experience yes. that we can now do you from your now you've been doing it for what About 11, 11, 11, years. 11 yeah. years you've been going through that you've got three children yeah. you've got uh, a daughter and two sons Correct. Um, have you sensed what what the you know these two you know these dimensions in your life coming out of the children from that experience with the children has has it varied with each child? Has maybe your daughter brought out certain experiences more than your 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 sons, or your sons have brought other ones as well? So, the range of growth as a as a human being, as a, as a parent. Yes. Can Can you elaborate in that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know I think that was probably something most parents come across in general when they're parenting their kids. The difference is mine are with me far far more of the time, so I'm I'm having a good seven or eight hours more than that that they're with me. So there's you're kind of they're your mirror yeah constantly um there's questions constantly you know i have to be on my best behavior and and certainly um of course you know there's a relationship that that my kids have with me that are slightly different to what they have with their dad and and obviously and and i think rosina and zaha did a great talk uh, on yes, communication yes. where they talk about you know you know sometimes a child feels more comfortable coming to you with different experiences different questions than it, the, the mother and the father um and i think uh, home editing has just allowed me to be a lot more present in my kids' lives in that sense because um, all their firsts are I'm experiencing with them, all the newness of, of everything that's that's I get to witness that everything that they're they're coming across for the first time, things that they find difficult, things that they find easy, things that they enjoy, things that they don't. Um, I'm their first port of call, really. You, you, you so, must feel um, a, a re I don't know. Um a great sense of living. You must be alive yes. a lot of the time. <laughs> That's a great if way to get, put it. If your children are constantly yeah. kind of reflecting these mirrors, yes. oh, they're bringing out these experiences, you yeah. must feel alive a lot yes. of the time. Yes, and I'm glad that you said that. I brought, brought this... Uh, 
into our thinking because um, it does tie in well with being mindful and being aware all the time. It can be exhausting, and I think that's important to say that there, you know, we're, just, a, talking we're just talking about that. You have to take time out just to actually, you know, take a breather from it because it is such a constant thing. So be aware that there is a lot of sacrifice involved in home ed, but at the same time, the reward is just, you know, it's immense, it's huge, um, personally for sure, and definitely for the children. I think, you know, there's there's definitely. So you said you you grew in your patience. So Okay, well, yeah. we'll move on to one of the things that you said as well about knowledge. Yes. On, on, and, and from a faith point of view, yes. have your, your, your children, um, I don't want to say challenged in a negative way, but have challenged your interpretation and your understanding of your religion to make it deeper yeah and each one of them in a different way yeah. is that kind of great question yeah no for sure um you know uh, faith has been our faith has really been able to be given its due importance by mm. virtue of the fact that we home it it's something that we start with every single day and i can say that with my hand on my heart for these past 11 years it's been our go-to subject first thing in the morning when we start alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah so and i can see the benefit of that because um especially now as my teenagers are choosing and making decisions for themselves I'm not having to push as much and when they make those choices to choose those things first and put their faith first um, and think of their faith before they think of the other things in their day that they need to do that has been a huge benefit so you've been able to kind of Yes. Um, create a compass in yeah. the house from well the I think yeah. um, when you're home ed you don't have to conform to government uh, yeah. kind of you know this is this is how it's supposed to be you really can tailor it to your own family values and yeah. I think that's really key because if you give that some mindful thought at the beginning your home ed's going to look you know something quite special after a while after a period of time and it will evolve and it will change because as we're saying we grow as people yeah. in our faith and stuff and and definitely the kids have, have, you know, they have had their own questions and as they grow in different developmental stages that we talked about before, have different pertinent questions, things that appeal to them in different ways. I mean, I have one who's probably quite soft-hearted and wasn't ready to hear about certain aspects of, of faith at the same age, maybe that another one who is maybe more ready. So I have to be quite cognitive of, of what's so going how, on. So this is interesting because then you would probably, uh, how, what would you bring to somebody who was, who was maybe soft-hearted? What dimensions of the religion would you or the faith would you do? I, yeah. I, with so hope so and then you hope and fear that we live between. So definitely less of the fear. And more at, of the Yeah, hope. until that that child was more ready to hear it. Definitely more of the hope. In fact, we t- we teach in general the faith at home from a, a huge. Oh. Yeah, you want them to love what what they're learning. Want them. That's key. I mean, that would be key academically anyway. If a child loves what they're doing in a subject, yes. they're going to excel at yeah. it. So why not? make that your cornerstone of when you teach faith you have to teach it from a point of view of love so that they choose it for themselves rather than choosing it out of fear so i think that's that's been really we've been able to do that so you see the you see how it fits i suppose and and, then the sahaba were different so the prophet would say something to one person would say something to somebody else in in a different way this person needs a particular cure from the religion and in a sense you have to play that role in understanding more your religion and, and 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 giving your children what will make them live a more fulfilled, fulfilled religious religion. experience Absolutely. That's, that's lovely yeah um i'm going to move you on to um one of the themes that we had earlier on was the theme of resilience yeah and um one of the takes against home editing is obviously the social element okay you're, you're doing all this wonderful work inside the house yep. but they're living outside mm-hmm. and out in the real world you know they, yeah. they they need to engage with that reality you know whatever that yeah. is to build up an immunity, an antivirus, whatever one, yes. whatever way they yeah, want yeah, to, yeah. they need to do that. So, so, 
What's your take on that? Great. Well, num- it's the number one question when you tell somebody you're home with. It's like, well, what do you do for socialization? So it's it's good opportunity for me to say that you know, uh, socialization um, means different things to different people. Um, I'm not saying because a child doesn't go to school, they're not socialized, and vice versa. But from a personal point of view, I don't feel that school socializes children. I feel it's quite an artificial environment in the sense that you're nowhere else in, in the world do you spend time only with a certain age group yes. doing the same thing, you know, at, at a desk, whatever it is. I feel that a homeschooled child is really out in the world because they're with the parent all the time, learning about everyday things, especially when they're in their younger years. My kids were coming with me to be it grocery shopping, to the bank, to whatever. They're learning and out socializing with people, not on all, of course, not just their own age, you know, from a wider. And you find that homeschooled children are actually incredibly social. Yes. You know, yeah. and quite mature in yeah. their dealings with other with other people. And, um, and very often you'll find homeschoolers say that they actually, they decide to homeschool because of the socialization issue because they don't want their kids to be so... I remember, I mean, have that. I, I yeah. I mean, I remember reading a piece of uh, research and it came out of, United States. I don't know whether it was um, it was Princeton or another one of you know the big organ- uh, education institutes. Um, and an educationist there was saying, um, I wish I had the name of the person, but he was saying that it's unhealthy actually to have uh, a child in uh, a group of his own peers mm-hmm. for a long period of time, where the majority of their emotional experiences are met by that group. Yes, and then it is healthier for them to have a kind of more vertical and varied experience to respond to it because if you have a child who's who's speaking to a grandparent and getting a a certain input or a or a or a parent or a brother a sibling yeah it's that's a different well that's real life that's real life yeah whereas um and that's the argument they had against having just that that long periods where the wide range of emotion and their children uh, have got and experience a lot more during the day their days are a lot longer so um, well no it's a good point also in the terms of the emotional stability of the child and in terms when we were talking about resilience i think um the fact that they spend most of their time or more of their time with me or my husband or in a in their home environment um, emotionally, I think they're quite stable. I think they feel quite secure in, in themselves and who they are. They don't feel the peer pressure that maybe, and, and it's definitely prevalent in schools mm-hmm. and stuff. They really don't feel that. And I, I, you know, from a lot of other home editors that I know, I can see it in their children and definitely with my own. There's, they don't feel the need to conform. Yes. They're really secure in who they are and in what they believe. But that comes not from not being challenged about it, but it's more that, the, you know, when you're talking about the, and I've read so many articles of late on the bullying issues and stuff like that. And it's not that I don't want, my kids won't encounter that or even haven't encountered that from the, the extracurricular activities that they do. But certainly, emotionally, they're a lot more ready to cope with it. So when you're talking from the idea of resilience, I think you can come at it from two different angles you know you can say throw in at the deep end sink or swim yeah. or you have the other end which is like make the child emotionally ready make sure that they're they're they feel good about themselves and who they are and certainly put them into deep end situations but i think you're going to be pleasantly surprised yeah, the, yeah. The, there is i mean whatever way you're going to have to tackle the issues yes. in resilience, yes. whether if they're in a mainstream and, yeah I think and the negative the kind of traditional view of home is that you keep your child at home they don't socialize with anybody outside of your husband and yourself or even just yourself and they're hugging trees all day long that's the kind of uh, friend, you know yeah. outlook people have on it and it couldn't be further from the truth really 
In fact, you probably go out more. Yes. And and as absolutely. Yeah. Still, I'm going to ask the question. Then, where did you <clears> gain <throat> the the experience of working with? I mean, we, we're minority in this community. Yes. In in in, in Scotland, um, and they'll be aware and sense yes. of that. So where where do they get? When do they start building up? Um, just working in the broader community, having a sense of you know, I'm part of here as mm-hmm. such. And that, that's another issue is that sometimes there might be, especially homeschooling within a context of a minority, how mm-hmm. does that affect their perception of being native to here? To here. Yeah, that's a good question. Also, you know, I, I think um, ki- kids in general don't really see those when they're younger. They don't really see that. They don't see really the difference between us and them. Yeah, yeah, us and them. And that comes when they're a wee bit more out in the world. Yes. As a homeschooler, I think because you're quite aware that your kid does spend a lot of time with you, most homeschoolers really go the extra mile and you know push their kids to be more social in extracurricular activities okay. and it's really important to have those so you balance yes. it with some extra so i mean they have to I mean, my kids do cubs scouts yes. explorers they yeah. are they play tennis they do right. fencing they okay. play football my son plays for a team right. you know you you do so, have to make and so you instill in them the understanding that because we're not in you know this more sort of the setting where they're interacting with other kids all day long they do have to work that bit harder when they're in these other extracurricular activities or just to make friends so in actual fact the reverse happens where they become more social because they are aware that they're a little bit different if you like and sometimes you know my daughter has said to me in the past that can be always feeling like you're the the, the different one that can be a little yes. tricky but she I think because the fact that that she feels secure in who she is and she's happy with what she's doing and think that's really key you know to make and, sure your kids are happy you particularly and, um, support that sense of what do you do to support that sense of them feeling secure in who they are Again, through your homeschooling yeah. through your parenting what kind of things, things. did you do <clears throat> i think constantly just you know there's a lot of talk in the media about how you should praise your kids and the kind of things you should you should and shouldn't say but i think a child who feels loved and valued for their opinion mm-hmm. i think as a parent if you're not dismissive of them if you're willing to listen i i i said to a few other parents not that long ago um, when your children are talking to you and a big a big thing in home ed is to talk we talk all the time about everything and anything and when your children are coming to you with topics of conversation that maybe not necessarily interest you to actually give that that is the moment when you should be giving your full attention okay. you should be fully present in that moment because yeah. to the kids it's not small things it's always big stuff Yes. You know, there's yeah. no such a thing as, as uh, oh, it's just the small stuff. You don't need to be interested in that. It's all big stuff. And so if you are fully present, engaged in that, your child will feel feel that from you. Yes. And, uh, you know, so there are obviously days when you when you can and well, you're rushed is, and you're yeah. busy, but that yeah. comes under the mindful parenting thing to take a moment, take a step back. But I think the kids feel definitely feel that's, very valued, that's... that their opinion is valued, that they are allowed to give me their opinion, but it has to be done respectfully. That's a, that's a deal breaker. And having that space, or else they're going to find that space somewhere else. Yes. And that's that's where... where uh, but it's not, I suppose as well, it's just to have that space to say it without any judgment on yes. it. That's back to what we were saying in yeah. session. Absolutely. Um, so okay, you're 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 now eleven years in, uh-huh. but you haven't finished. No, <laughs> no. Well, my youngest is just turning twelve. I think uh, we have another couple of years before we're hitting sort of exam stage, and so so there's still a lot more a lot. And one of the most fantastic things about home it is the flexibility of it. So you know, if we're not having better holidays. Do you get, I think so. <laughs> I think I have too many holidays sometimes. But you know, if things aren't working on a given day, I'm not 
whereas I would have stressed about that maybe 11 years ago the hindsight the the benefit of hindsight I guess is I can look back and see actually the days when we didn't focus specifically on academics and we just went with the flow those are the days that really stick out in my mind where we just dropped everything and went to a museum went for a movie did whatever you know those are as important yeah yeah. those are as important as the academics so so all I was going to say is you've you've been at it for 11 years inshallah you'll continue with all of them until the they do well inshallah um, pointers for the future yeah. you in the remaining years and um, you got um, are you going to do that for your grandchildren <laughs> but, <laughs> unlikely <laughs> I think I'm all done after my you've three. done your bit but, but looking forward what kind of things as what do you see you might need to equip yourself as a parent for the future ah okay well I think every parent talks about empty nest don't they I think that's letting go and maybe it's that bit more <coughs> trickier for a home ed parent simply because yeah it's a really strong bond and you're with them such a large part of your life for all those years that when it comes time to letting go maybe it might be that it might be that much more painful than yeah. I'm anticipating I'm thinking maybe or maybe I'm just going to be super ready and be like okay just go I'm done I don't know you know we aren't we aren't, holiday. Yeah, we aren't holiday yeah we aren't you aren't quite there yet but I would definitely say because I have two teenagers and that teenage years are sometimes the years that you are a little bit more concerned about because obviously that the, the child is really growing into their own adult and there's a lot of uh, emotions and various other things going on maybe that's where you, you start to get a bit of fractures in the parental child relationship because there's that big transition that's happening and I but I really feel that because we've home edited um, for so long and we've, we've got a good foundation inshallah alhamdulillah um, that, that I'm building on that that more that when you get into the teenage years it's more about friendship yeah that, you know and, and so I think that's probably how the relationships will yes. materialize that and that transition yes. or that separation or whatever you want to call it will move into that yeah. next phase of uh, a friendship that hopefully lasts yeah inshallah um, well, Jazakallah khair. I don't know any, and uh, we'll we'll, um, we'll end with that. Yeah. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.